reading comes from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and we've got a a number of people that are going to uh, bring that reading. Thank you. Verses 1 to 58. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at, the so- at Socho in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes Damin between Socho and Azekar. Saul and the Israelites assembled and encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another, with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armour of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was old and well advanced in years. Jesse's three eldest sons had followed Saul to war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul. But David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days the Philistines came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Jesse said to his son David, Take for your brothers of Ephah and his parched grain and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp of your brothers. Also take these ten cheese to the commander of their thousand. See how your brother fare, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, took the provisions and went as Jess had commanded him. 
He came to the encampment as the army was going forth to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage, ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up into the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before, and David heard him. All the Israelites, when they saw the man, fled from him and were very much afraid. The Israelites said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. The king will greatly enrich the man who kills him and will give him his daughter and make his family free in Israel. David said to the man who stood by him, What shall be done to the man who kills the Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. His eldest brother Elab heard him talking to the man, men, and Elab's anger was kindled again against David. He said, Why have you come down? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down just to see the battle. David said, What have I done now? I was only a question. It was only a question. He turned away from him towards another and spoke in the same way. And the people answered him again as before. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight for this Philistine. Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are just a boy, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep in his father, for his father, and whenever a lion or a bear came and took the lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down, and rescuing the lamb from its mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed both lion and bears, and this unconcerned uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them since he was defied the armies of the living God David said the the Lord who saved me from the paws of the lion from the paws of the bear will save me from the hands of this Philistine so Saul said to David go and may the Lord be with you When Saul dressed David in his own tunic, he put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. 
He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you unto our hands. As the Philistine moves closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sunk deep into his forehead and he fell face down onto the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with the shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharim road to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites turned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem, and he put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he went to Abner, commander of the army. Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner replied, As surely as you live, O king, I don't know. The king said, Find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? Saul asked him. David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. This morning we are continuing in our series, uh, which is all about facing your giants. And of course we're looking uh, together at uh, the story of David. And uh, we said that the story of David is uh, it's, it's one of the giant stories in the Bible. Uh, we said that the story of David takes up uh, more space than, uh, than any other story in the Old Testament. And uh, only the stories of Jesus outnumber uh, the stories of David. So this is one of the big stories that the Bible tells us. Uh, and it gives us a big picture of, uh, of who God is and what God is like. And uh, last week we were looking at the giant of rejection and we were, we were seeing how uh, Saul was, uh, was rejected. We saw how uh, David was left out of the family gathering um, as Samuel came to choose and anoint a, a new king. And finally David um, was so selected and we thought about uh, the fact that we have also experienced rejection in our lives. We know about that giant. And this morning we're looking, uh, of course, at a giant called Goliath. And, uh, and there he is for everybody. Uh, to see and uh, this is the giant uh, of course that we are most familiar with who fought uh, David 
And the first thing that I want to say to you this morning is that uh, David faced Goliath and resolved to fight. David faced Goliath and resolved to fight. He decided that he was going to take on this giant. A giant that nobody else was prepared to fight. Uh, He'd gone to visit his brothers in camp who were in the army and uh, he heard the challenge of Goliath and he decided that he was going to be the one to fight him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. David uh, faced Goliath and resolved to fight On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Uh, Everybody else was was terrified by Goliath. And that's what giants do, don't they? Uh, The giants that we face in our lives uh, terrify us. Uh, They seem to be uh, so big that we can't imagine taking them on. And the first thing you have to do when you're facing uh, a huge problem in your life is like David, you have to resolve and decide that you're not going to let this thing defeat you. So many people uh, live with the giants. They accept them. They accept, they say, well, this is just how it is. I can't do anything about it. The problem's too big. And uh, so many times uh, we look at our problems and we look at situations and we decide this is too big, we can't do anything about it. And David resolved to fight Goliath. David resolved to fight Goliath. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. That's what most of us do, don't we? When we're we're frightened, we run away. It's uh, it's an obvious thing to do. Uh, And uh, the bigger the thing, uh, the more likely and the more... It's it's our kind of gut reaction, isn't it? You know, um, people talk, don't they, sociologists talk about, uh, you know, fight or flight. Uh, when you're faced with a, with a situation. And uh, most people actually choose flight because, uh, because there's something in each one of us uh, that wants to run away from our problems, don't we? We don't want to face them. Sometimes we, we, we choose to forget about them for a while in the hope that they'll just disappear. Uh, sometimes we just try and avoid uh, thinking uh, about them or being in situations where we're going to face uh, our problems. Uh, But not so David. David uh, resolves to fight this giant. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood. The tale of tape. Goliath stood nine foot tall. What a bronze helmet. Um, As I say, he's not quite nine foot tall, our Goliath. uh, But he's there for us to see. And uh, I don't know what the giant is that you're facing at the moment. But all of us face situations in our lives. Uh, that we'd rather not face up to. That's the other thing. Sometimes we avoid, don't we, facing issues because they're too big and we know they're going to cause too much trouble. Well, David faced Goliath and resolved to fight. And that's what we have to do. We have to take on our giants. We have to be brave enough like David. Because if you think about it, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? He was probably uh, the least likely person to be able to defeat Goliath. And yet for some reason, um, he's got this confidence. 
Uh, you meet people sometimes, don't you, that have too much confidence. Have you ever met people like that? Uh, you know, they're just too full of confidence uh, that they shouldn't have. Uh, maybe because of their age or experience or whatever. Uh, they're just full of themselves. Uh, but David's confidence uh, was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. This is what uh, uh, Ian Coffey says. He, he says, everyone else backed away, but David is prepared to fight. When we face giants, we need to resist the longing to run away. The determination to face an issue is a step on the road to winning. The first step on the road to defeating your giant is decide that you're going to take it on. That you're going to fight. That you're not going to lay down and allow your giant to continue to taunt you. So David faced Goliath and he resolved to fight. The 440 days the Philistine came forward every morning and every evening and took the stand. Every morning and every evening. I wonder what's the first thing that you think of in the morning? What's the last thing that you think of at night? If you've got issues or problems uh, that trouble you, they're, they're probably on your mind first thing in the morning and last thing at night. First thing in the morning and last thing at night, there was Goliath with his challenge to the Israelites, gloating over them. Come on, send your best man. Come and fight me every morning and every night. And some of us know what it's like, don't we? To go to bed with fears and worries on our mind. And then we wake up in the morning and they're there again. They don't go away. And uh, we have to resolve to take them on because that's what David did. David faced Goliath and resolved to fight. That's the first thing. If you want to defeat your, your Goliath, if you want to defeat your giant, you need to decide to take it on. What odds do you give David against a giant? Better odds perhaps than you give yourself. This is uh, what Max Lucado writes in his book Facing the Giants. Better odds than you give yourself. Your Goliath doesn't carry sword or shield. He brandishes blades of unemployment, abandonment, sexual abuse or depression. Your giant doesn't parade up and down in the hills of Elah. He prances through your office, your bedroom, your classroom. He brings bills you can't pay, grades you can't make, people you can't please, whiskey you can't resist, pornography you can't refuse, a career you can't escape, a past you can't shake, a future you can't face. You know well the roar of Goliath. You know well the roar of Goliath. David faced Goliath and he resolved to fight. That's the first thing. The second thing is, David faced Goliath and he rested on his past experiences. David rested on his past experiences. Why was David so confident? Why was he so bold? Why was he prepared to take on this giant? Well, because David had been in those experiences, had experiences. Saul replied, you're not able to go out and fight this Philistine, uh, face this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy. You're only a boy. Anybody ever told you you're too young or you're too old? Uh, I know people have been... Uh, no, nobody tells me I'm too young anymore. Oh. They used to, though, when I first started out in ministry. People used to say, you're far too young to be a, a, a Baptist minister. And uh, very often, don't we, we, we say to people, don't we, you're too young, you're too old. And uh, we, we put people off. And... Uh, David wants, wants Saul to know that, uh, that, uh, that, that he has experiences, has his past experiences that are going to help him. And uh, you and I, you know, we've got past experiences. We've got past experiences when we know that God was with us. We can look back and we say, well, 
in that situation, I faced that situation and it was a difficult and tough situation, but God was with me. And sometimes it's only looking back that we realise that God was with us. And uh, maybe like in that song, we, we were clinging on to God at that moment. But we can look back uh, and we can see God working in our lives. And that should give us confidence for facing the present. Uh, because that's uh, what, what David did. He faced Goliath and he rested on his past experience. He said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. He knew God's presence and he knew God's power in delivering him from difficult situations before. And he was confident in God. He wasn't confident in himself. His brothers say, ah, oh, what are you doing here, David? You've just come to look at the fight. You've just come uh, to, to have a look. Well, and they, they misread David's. And uh, David's confidence was not in himself, but it was in his past experiences of God helping him and God delivering him. He'd taken on uh, the, uh, the lion and the bear. He'd taken on giants. And he knew what it was like. So he rested on his past experiences. And then thirdly, uh, David faced Goliath and he refused to wear Saul's armour. He refused to wear Saul's armour. He refused to wear Saul's armour. No thanks. No thanks. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. And of course it was ridiculous because, uh, you know, Saul was the king. You can imagine uh, the size and, and the weight of the armour and how ridiculous it would have looked on David. And uh, David uh, refuses to wear his armour. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on, on me. I'm not used to this. The message verse and, uh, paraphrases it like that. I can't even move with all this stuff on. I'm not used to this. He refused to wear Saul's armour. You know, sometimes in church, this is exactly what we do. Uh, obviously, we don't ask people to put armour on, but very often, what we ask people to do is to dress like us, don't we? Is, uh, is to worship like us. Is, uh, is to believe in the same things that we do. Uh, you know, ever since I've been a minister, people have been uh, advising me on dress code. I was reminded of this yesterday. I was uh, speaking at a friend's ordination and it was a hot day. And uh, I was talking to some friends <clears throat> and I was saying, I think I'm going to take my tie and jacket off. And uh, this lovely woman who's known me for a long time said, Richard, don't. If Susan was with you, she'd say, keep your tie and jacket on. You look very smart. And, uh, you know, throughout my ministry, people have been trying to dress me. And it still goes on, no. <laughs> and what we do, don't we? we? We we try and put things on other people, don't we? Just as Saul was saying to David, put this armour on. And of course, David says, this is ridiculous, I can't move. You're hampering me, you're stopping me, you're weighing me down. And when we try to put things onto other people, that's exactly what we do. When we say to people, you know, you can only worship in this particular way, or this particular style, uh, we're actually hampering people, we're actually limiting people. We're not allowing people to be who they are. David wanted the freedom to take on Goliath in a way that he and only he could do it. And in church, we've got to resist the temptation to try and put Saul's armour on other people and say to people, you've got to be like this. And basically what we say is, you've got to be like me, as if, I'm, as if I've arrived and, and, and I'm the person to follow and, and, and I've got all the answers. And, uh, you know, the way that I worship and, and, and what I believe, I, you know, there isn't anything else. You, you've, you've got to... And when we do that, 
it's the same as Saul trying to put <coughs> his armour on David. Uh, we, we hem people in and we don't allow people to be the people that God wants them to be. So David faced Goliath and he refuses Saul's armour. And sometimes it's difficult to do that, isn't it? It's difficult because we have to challenge the person that's speaking to us and saying, well, that might, that might fit you and that might suit you. Uh, but it doesn't suit me and it doesn't fit with who I am. And we've got to be brave enough sometimes to say that and recognise when somebody else is trying to get you uh, to be somebody that you're not. Don't allow it to happen. Uh, be like David and refuse to put on Saul's armour because it won't fit. It just doesn't fit. And we've all been in situations, haven't we, where we feel, I just don't fit. Uh, I, I've got to be honest, I don't feel comfortable wearing a suit. I, I just doesn't feel like me. Uh, I'll put it on on special occasions, you know, weddings, funerals, ordinations. I arrived at the ordination yesterday in my jeans and shirt and went and changed in the loo. Susan's been with me on many preaching engagements where I've been changing in the car park. On one situation, I didn't realise, there's a group of old ladies came out just as I was pulling my trousers down. How embarrassing was that? Uh, but I, I, I just feel restrained in a, in a, in a suit and a tie. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not who I am. It's who some other people want me to be. Uh, you know, and, 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 and we, we mustn't allow other people to, 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 to try and shape us and form us into the people they want us to be. We've got to be God's people. So, uh, David faced Goliath and he refuses Saul's armour. He refuses Saul's armour. And then David faced Goliath and he reflected on God. Do you notice that, uh, that David turns up and he talks about God? Everybody else was focusing on Goliath. How big he is, how huge he is, how undefeatable he is. Look at his sword, look at his, look at his spear, look at his chains, look at his helmet. Everybody else was focused on the size of Goliath. And David focuses on God. He reflects on God. He says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. He turns up speaking and thinking and focusing on God. You come against me. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. David's confidence was in God's ability to defeat the enemies of God. wasn't in his size, wasn't in his strength, wasn't in Saul's armour. His confidence was that Goliath had defied the Israelites. He had defied their God and he was confident that their God would do something about it. It wasn't a case of just David versus Goliath, it was God focus versus giant focus. You know, the next time that, that problem, that giant, pops into your mind, resist the temptation to focus on that problem and hand it over to God and turn your focus onto God and say, God, this battle belongs to you. This giant that I'm facing, I'm not going to let it take over my mind and my thoughts and my thinking. I'm going to reflect on you. Giant focus or God focus. It's our choice. We can go away and, and worry about all the problems that we have and focus on them, or we can focus on God. That's what David chose to do. 
Focus on on giants and you stumble. Focus on God and your giants tumble. Focus on giants and you stumble. Focus on God and your giants tumble. We saw it played out this morning. Sometimes it takes more than one shot. Um, But you've just got to keep on going. You see how the the, the kids, they they weren't going to move from there until they had knocked Goliath's head off. There was a, a resilience and a determination to defeat Goliath. It was just a bit of fun. But that's the kind of determination and resilience you and I have to have if we're going to defeat our giants. Because they stand big and they stand tall. And the temptation is to focus on them. Whatever the problem is, it can become bigger and huger as we focus and think about it. David chose to focus on God and his giant tumbled. So David faced Goliath and he reflected on God. And then David faced Goliath and he recorded a giant victory. David faced Goliath and he recorded a giant victory. He overcame the giant that nobody else thought could be overcome. Because he was resolved to fight, because he um, relied on past experiences, because he refused to wear Saul's armour, and because he reflected on God, he recorded a giant victory. David was able to knock Goliath's head off. I bet if somebody sat here this morning, would love to have a go at knocking Goliath's head off. Anybody feel that, Sam? They just, you know, feel that it would be maybe therapeutic for you just to, to have a go. Anybody want to go? Maybe you don't want to do it in front of other people. But, you know, if you find, think that would be helpful afterwards, you have my permission to grab one of these uh, imitation rocks and just knock Goliath's head off. It may be that you need to take that step. Just because you, in, in saying that you're going to resolve to take on your giants. And that might be the first stone and the first step. Because uh, when, we, when we decide to, to take on our giants, we might be surprised. Uh, David surprised Goliath and he surprised the Israelites uh, in defeating Goliath. David faced Goliath and recorded a giant victory. And of course, <coughs> whenever... Um, you know, somebody small, you know, might be a, a, a football team from the, from the lower ranks, takes on a premiership team. People use this phrase, don't they? It's a David versus Goliath. When, when somebody takes on a big corporation in, 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 in a lawsuit or whatever, they use this phrase, don't they? It's a David versus Goliath. This is a big story that people out there are aware of. Everybody knows what we're talking about when we say it's a David and Goliath situation. It means some minnow, some minnow is taking on uh, some giant that nine times out of ten uh, they wouldn't stand a chance against. But the victory of David over Goliath uh, gives us hope in facing our giants. That we too can uh, record uh, a giant victory. That you and I can take on our giants. Um, that we can resolve to fight. That we can rely on past experiences. We can refuse to wear Saul's armour. We can reflect on God. And we can record a giant victory. Let's pray.